0: Let us pray. Grant us, O God, to hear your voice, and in hearing your voice, to love your word, and in loving your word, to do your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus says. You are the light of the world. There's two important things I want to say today about those familiar words of Jesus. The first is that Jesus is telling us what we are and not what we ought to be or should be or could be if we really tried hard to follow him and be his disciples. You are the salt of the earth, he says. You are the light of the world. The salt and the light are God's, God's gifts, two of the many gifts of our baptism Our choice is not to become those things, but to faithfully steward those God-originated and God-given gifts. And the second important thing is to clarify who the you is that is salt and light in the world. It's not so much me and you as individuals. It's us together. The pronoun is plural, If Jesus was from the south, he probably would have said, y'all are salt of the earth, y'all are light of the world. Pardon my lousy southern accent. (laughs) But Jesus is talking about his people, his community of disciples, his church. We are salt in a world that is otherwise bland and tasteless. We are light for a world groping in darkness. We are salt and light. That is both God's gift and our calling. And the we means church, us together, being who we are, who God has made us to be. Now, those two truths about this passage stand out to me, especially this morning, because over the past two weeks, I have experienced those truths in a deep and personal way that I had not before. Not that I hadn't understood or valued or observed those truths. I have, many times, usually together with you. It's just that this time the salt enhanced what I was experiencing, and the light shined brightly through my own sorrow. When my mom died two weeks ago, just two months shy of her 100th birthday, her loved ones, she and her loved ones, both had strong resources of faith, Deep trust in God's promise of eternal life in Christ. So when my brother and I went to tell our dad that his partner of 78 years was gone, all he said was, We always knew there would be a morning when we wouldn't both wake up. We first took him out for breakfast, then to the funeral home to finalize pre arrangements, and then we went to his church. Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Tabernacle, New Jersey, where he and my mom had been members for the past 33 years since they moved down there from Staten Island, New York, pretty much all of their long retired life. It was midday on a Monday and we weren't sure anyone was going to be around, but like Emmanuel, that church building is rarely vacant during the week Not only did we find people there, but several people who had become very special to my parents over the years. Some of them were there to pick up and deliver sandwiches to a local lunchtime feeding program. Others were there to help set up for an afternoon blood drive that was happening that day. We had called the church earlier from the funeral home, so word had already begun to spread. And my dad was immediately enveloped in hugs even before he could walk in the door. And from there, you probably know the rest because you've done it yourselves many times. Tell us what you need, they said. Let us know how we can help. And from then, through the coming Saturday's memorial service, including that wonderful lunch afterward, that congregation was salt and light for my family and me. A community of faith living out what God had called them and gifted them to be, and dozens of simple, caring helpful and sharing ways, walking not just beside us but with us in our common sorrow and clinging with us to our common hope. In one particular story, the woman, who for many years had coordinated the congregation's care for its seniors, was so tearful in talking to us that my brother finally said to her, we're sorry for your loss. So it was in many ways so familiar and yet also so different to be on the receiving end of it all. So what stands out to me today in this gospel reading is that realization that salt is really a communal relational commodity. It's not the main thing, but it's an added thing with the purpose to improve and enhance something else. Salt enhances foods by essentially turning up the volume of their flavors. Salt can also dial down the taste of bitter foods. It can balance other tastes like sweet and sour. Salt also, I looked this up, it unravels the tight spiral structure of proteins in meats making their flavors tastier and also more aromatic. Surprisingly, maybe salt brings out aromas in our food as well, because it helps release aroma molecules into the air, helping us to smell and therefore taste things better. When used properly, in other words, you don't taste the salt at all. But you taste and smell the food better than you would without it. Most of the time, you don't want to taste the salt. Just the food flavors that it enhances. And properly salted food should never taste salty. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. This hour on Sunday morning may be the time that we are most visibly to one another, the church, when we're gathered together to receive those gifts of salt and light, but our purpose in calling is not just to let those gifts sit here in a pile or to be hidden under a bushel basket, but to use them judiciously to add flavor to life out in the world, to say something helpful, needed, to do something useful, otherwise missing, so that situations that might otherwise be bland and tasteless at best are enhanced with the salt and light of Christ. As disciples of Jesus, as members of Christ's church, we are given today a relational image that can clarify what it means to live and share the good news of Jesus. In other words, to be an evangelist. We are the salt and not the stake, It is Christ's light that is shining in us so that in our good works, people will glorify not us, but God. God calls and gathers us to enhance and enlighten what God is already doing in the life of our neighbors and world. And you, again, y'all, are blessed with a life that God gave you for no other reason than that God loves you. You are blessed with gifts and abilities and character traits that you might have developed and nurtured along the way, but that for the most part probably came factory-installed or that benefited greatly from countless influences and privileges that you did not earn. You, like me, did not pick your parents or grandparents. You didn't choose to be born in the richest nation on earth. For most of us, our infant baptism reminds us that we also didn't choose Jesus or somehow earn our way into the fellowship of the church. These are gifts. God gives you and me all this and all that we did was show up. It's what we call grace. God's love that cannot be earned and is only freely given. And whenever we wonder why that is so, or what reason God have for pouring out such love and what purpose God has for the likes of us, all we need do is listen to Jesus say, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Maybe as church, we can't develop cancer treatments that can improve and extend the life of our neighbors. But we can share in their healing by offering to drive them to treatments, to bring them meals, to uphold them in prayer. We don't cause and couldn't stop the snow and ice that blocks our elderly neighbors' path to their mailbox, but we can be attentive to their needs and help shovel away for them if they need it. We didn't set our waitress's wages so low that she has to work two jobs to pay the rent and feed her kids, but we can repeatedly overtip her. We didn't make the rules that provide us the comfort and insurance of health care and a living wage or pension but we can advocate for those who have no access to either one. See, we don't create God's love for this broken and hurting world. That comes only from God's amazing grace, poured out in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But having received that gift in all its fullness, we can sprinkle it everywhere we go and in whatever we do. We've been put here to make life brighter, tastier, better. We are the salt of the earth and light of the world. And for these past couple of weeks, I have been blessed to experience that salt and light of Christian community in two places, in my parents' congregation and right here. Things that others have long told me I now know for myself. Your prayers, your cards, your words of condolence have meant a great deal to me. And the congregation that gathered to commend my mom into God's hands was a great blessing and comfort to our family and to our dad. As I said, we already knew the promise of eternal life that is ours in Christ. We already knew that whether she lived or whether she died, my mom was in the strong and loving hands of her Lord. The difference that having a church community makes is that now we can really taste it. Amen.